I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> WTs after further review. I'm here with myself, Frank Bashner, and David the Man of God Harris having the NFC East football preview. And by the way, fellas, the studio is almost complete. I guess they gotta go in and put in the radio boss. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, maybe when we come back, not next week, but the week after, we'll be back in the new studio and see how things work out. All right, that definitely sounds like a plan. Unfortunately, I may be working that first weekend. Well, I, it might be after Labor Day weekend. Are you yeah. working Labor Day weekend, too? Uh, la- Labor Day weekend, I'll probably be working at Enterprise, and then after that is when I start doing youth football on Saturdays. Youth football? What, what makes you want to do youth football on Saturdays? It's money in my pocket. Oh, okay. I can so, make some dead presidents. Are you just in it for the money? Right, are you, yeah. Are you in it just for the money? Well, no, it's... Um, yeah, you just said me. that. You said you're I mean, for the dead president. That was the first thing. <laughs> well, that's it's it's a nice thing too. But I also get to also keeps me gives me something to do with my time. Well, you could be here with after further review, especially the heart and the meat of the sports talk season with some football. Well, if I ever get a free Saturday or I don't have to do a game until later that night, then yeah, I'll be in. Otherwise, I may be limited to calling in because I know come October is when my power play will likely return. <laughs> oh, that is right. Your power play will. I man, this NHL off season will be uh, kind of. Uh, I know there's just been a couple of things I've no I've had come up within the last few weeks. I know last week is when the Red Wings re-signed Dylan Larkin to uh, five years, thirty point five million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. So. That's I think it's that was definitely a good move because there are some people say oh they should sign to a bridge deal well if you do that that's only a short term and then he's probably going to be demanding Connor McDavid money and then you're probably not going to be able to resign him right but so, guess what that is all good news and everything just a yes, preview is. of what you have with your power play which when the season starts in October yep so, two months. I mean, there's been. I mean, I've been reading a few things from NB from Pro Hockey Talk on NBC Sports, and then NHL.com's doing their 31 and 31. Just looking at taking a look at all the teams, what they've done in their off season, something to watch, watch and watch leading into it. But you know, enough of that. How about we get into some of the NFL previews with a. The division where a few of my friends are fans of teams. NFC, this is the NFC East. The NFC East, which uh, Ma, which the reigning Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles reside, and the team that my cousin Brad is a fan of. And not to mention, also in September, guess what comes back? 
the NFL pick And this music goes on. But we've got this music going for David and his NFC East preview. Take it away, David. Yeah, so first off, congratulations for Philadelphia finally winning the Super Bowl on the other half of the state. Kind of took a little bit too long, but, you know, better late than never. Mm -hmm. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles will again win the division. I'm I'm in agreement with the USA Today. I think they go 11-5. Yes, I think the biggest question will be their quarterback situation. They're saying Carson Wentz is probable, likely for week one. So now with the injury to Nick Foles, do they try to accelerate his Wentz's return from that ACL tear? How much, or how much can he go at full throttle, knowing that last year you really didn't have to do a whole lot, at the very least, to kind of get over the hump? But then that that begs the question again: you 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 have your star quarterback, your franchise quarterback, coming off an ACL tear. The quarterback that just got Super Bowl MVP, he's hurt. The name comes up again, and he's going to keep coming up. It's like, is this the kind of situation where Colin Kaepernick gets the call? Because you're, you know, two, three weeks away from the start of the regular season, and, I mean, it's not as though he needs a whole lot of time. Like, all you guys do is throw him in the fire, let him run. But yeah, that's going to be my question with Philadelphia. What's their quarterback situation going to be? You know, defense is good. Still, players around them are good. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get Wentz back, you already know what the quarterback situation is going to be. You're probably going to be another step to the the Super Bowl. And he's he's already resumed doing 11-on-11 work. And I look at the Eagles' depth chart. With Foles going down, I guess their next option is Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. But, I mean... Like, how many quarterbacks have we seen come back from a torn ACL and be kind of, like, it takes them at least a season to kind of get back into some kind of rhythm? Because we know Carson Wentz is going to want to go out there. He's going to want to run. He's going to want to kind of do all the things that he did kind of to get him kind of this highly touted kind of praise that he's been getting based on his play. But... In the back of his mind, he's got to be thinking, I have one ACL tear. The, the probability is a little bit higher now that something could slip up. And again, it happened in December, so, you know, that's eight months after tearing his ACL. Like, that's, I don't want to say that's a target, but somebody's going to be going for a lane. So you just got to have a plan B, and I don't know if Sudfeld is that plan B. Philadelphia Eagles fans would be happy about. Yeah, yeah. So you still, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you, David. I think that Phil, until somebody knocks off the Eagles, they're still a favorites in the East. But I mean, I know I noticed this in the USA Days preview, which I got up right now. The it says that the team's finishing a three-way tie for second, seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine for the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins. Yeah, and like I understand, because I mean, let's just be honest. The rest of that division is crap. Like, let's is not, crap. Uh, yeah, well, well, let's just call it state of state. Well, like, I wouldn't. Well, here, here, here's what I think. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, a full season of Zeke is definitely going to be good, but 
They receive. Who do they have to catch the ball? Des Bryant's gone. Uh, who's Witten's gone? Yeah, who's 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 gonna catch? Who's, who's Dak Prescott gonna throw the ball to? Big Bird. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's one of the reasons that kind of transitioning to the Cowboys. I think Aiden Nate's probably their ceiling because yes, you can have a dynamic running back who can run. You know, if you want to make him a workhorse, have him run for. 1,600 yards, that's great. But if everyone, all eyes, and everyone's talking about Dak Prescott as being the guy, like this is supposed to be his team, he's supposed to be the franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like you can be, like, you at least give him a tight end or something. Exactly. I mean, and for the fact that he's got nobody to, except a bunch of, bunch of spare parts to throw the ball to, is the reason why I'm not really planning on keeping him for my fantasy team. <laughs> Yeah, like, he has a bunch of numbers. Like, on any other team, these guys would be kind of the guys that you see on, you know, in the three and four, that, you know, wide receiver set. Like, those are the third and fourth wide receivers. Like, none of the receivers that Dallas have are marquee number one. A guy that, and maybe Dak Prescott will build a rapport with a couple of them. You know, maybe he'll have, well, here. maybe he'll turn into a Chuck Down Charlie, kind of like Alex Smith and just go. Or Jeff Garcia. Chuck Down Charlie. Or like, uh, or like Jeff Garcia was late in his career. Well, here, here's who he has as his receivers. He's got Alan Hearns, who was kind of, who was a number two in Jackson, like a number two, number three in Jacksonville, if I remember right. Michael Gallup. Yep. Never heard of him. Let's see. Terrence Williams has been a number two. Cole Beasley. Solid number two, number three. Tight end, Jeff Swain, Blake Jarwin. Uh, yeah, that's just a bunch of spare parts. I mean, he's got, got some uh, de- he's got some decent running backs who could uh, could catch the ball, too. I mean, Zeke, we know, can catch the ball. Rod Smith. Tavon Austin. I know he, I know he played some receiver with the Rams. And also, they've got Bo Scarborough from Alabama. So I mean, run! But, I mean, they, 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 I mean, the Cowboys may as well just line up in a full house tee and run the football. Yeah, like defenses are just going to put ten in the box and say, "All right, we know it's going to Zeke because no uh, one no, no, David, on that David, 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 this is what I suggested. They run the full house tee, put Zeke, Rod Smith, and either Scarborough or Tavon Austin back there, line up in the in the old full house T formation. <laughs> that's what, like, they, that's would, what they should do. Like, I would not be surprised if Dak Prescott has less than 2,000 yards passing this season. Like, I'm. Really? Yeah, like, unless there's a game where in which they're getting blown out, which I fully expect them to be in some games where they just have to air it out. Like, just going into the season, it's primarily going to be run the ball with Zeke. Until he either gets hurt or gets suspended, or and then they'll just give it to both Scarborough, who, as we saw at Alabama, is basically what we know from Alabama running backs. It's just going to be power back, smash one in your face. Yeah, I mean, I look at Dallas's defense. I mean, their their defense has got got some good players on there. They got, I mean, at the ends they got Tyrone Crawford and Taco Charlton. And Demarcus Lawrence and Coney Ely, which those are solid pass rushers. Linebacker Sean Lee's been one of the better linebackers in the league. 
Leighton Vander Esch, I believe, was their first-round draft pick. But he's, I guess he's nicked up right now. And then Jalen Smith, who has been, who is kind of coming into form after missing a lot of time with an injury. So, I mean, uh, they got to, they're pretty solid on defense, but it's just their offense. Again, they got nobody to throw the ball to, and ultimately I think that's going to hurt them. I mean, they, unless they're going to go, like I said, unless they go old school, line up in the tee and just ram it down your throat all the time, I'm then that's pretty much uh, about the only way they're going to have success moving the football. Yeah, and again, I know the more controversy is going to be with the Dallas Cowboys as it is every year. It's going to be what new thing is Jerry Jones going to say in the offseason to draw the ticker, drive the rating. So I'm actually more looking forward. Jerry Jones going to Jerry Jones. (laughs) Yeah. like I'm more fascinated and interesting to see what Jerry Jones is going to say to stir up fans more than what kind of the wide receiving car is going to look like. Like, if, if that bad in Dallas. Yeah. But now let's uh, shift our attention. This is the team I think is going to be uh, the mo- one of the more, the more, the most improved team, and that's the New York football Giants. I mean, look. I mean, having Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley hey, in your office, that's going to be fun to watch, even though... One, Elijah Manning is still their quarterback, and he is not what he used to be. He's not the same Elijah Manning who won two Super Bowls. You think so? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, think the, yeah, I think the Giants will probably be 8-8 eight eight as well. Like, I know Saquon Barkley's kind of nursing a little injury, so kind of, I don't know he should be 100% ready in time for the season. But again, it's as OBJ goes and now it's Aquan Barkley goes. Like, that's basically what's keeping Eli Manning around. It's, I have OBJ, like Sterling Shepard kind of eased into his own a little bit last season uh, with OBJ being out. But it, it's a relatively similar situation to Dallas in the fact that, you know, kind of with Aquan Barkley and all the hype that he garnered while at Penn State and kind of even as the preseason week one, how people saw it like, okay, this kid's going to be great. Like, you know, still going to line up the box, you know, seven, seven, eight defenses and it's going to be, yeah, Saquon Barkley was able to be an effective runner in the Big Ten, but these are grown men now. And I think offensively they're going to try to do a little bit of play action now that they have a running back. So that's going to alleviate a little bit of the pressure from Odell Beckham and make, make defenses actually think that Eli Manning is going to like check down to his running back rather than, hey, let's triple team OBJ because no, who else is going to catch the ball? Well, I mean, I'm looking at uh, their depth chart on offense and they've, and then I see a lot of guys like, wait, they're on the Giants now. I mean, he has Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. Brandon Marshall, I still think he has a little bit left in the tank. But his backups, Cody Latimer, and of course, a name that we should be familiar with from him playing the Mac, Roger Lewis. And then Evan Engram, I think, is a pretty good option at tight end. I've had I know I had him on my fantasy team and he and he had a couple he had a few productive weeks, so I mean I think he's got I think that they've got 
their, their receiving core is a hell of a lot better than what the Cowboys have. I'll, I'll give you that much. But well, again, I mean, that's honestly not hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest question with the Giants will be their defense because now kind of they're transitioning to a new kind of scheme. Yeah, they're, th- they're 34 always, now. Yeah, so it's always kind of what is that transitional year going to look like? Knowing with the personnel that they have, new scheme, that's honestly my biggest question. Often, you kind of know what you're going to get from Eli Manning at this point. Even Manning, right a lot. Like, you know what Eli Manning is going to be. So, now the question is, can the defense hold up enough to kind of help Eli Manning kind of just be that game manager? Yeah. But, but yeah, they'll be middle of the pack. And speaking of the uh, middle of the pack, it looks like they're the middle of the pack could be pretty crowded as the Washington Redskins are also projected to finish 7 and 9 as well and they've they've had a changing of the guard as well as Alex Smith is now taking over at QB hey for them and it was kind of interesting watching that preseason game especially with Sam Darnold but uh, we'll talk about that when we get to the uh, AFC uh, East yeah yeah but- but it's because they got us. But it says, don't be surprised. This offense is on is better under Alex Smith than it was with Kirk Cousins. And that might be debatable. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they got. I mean, Smith, I think, is an interesting option at QB. I mean, he's got weapons to get the ball to. I mean, I know they've got Paul Richardson now play the number two wide receiver, Jameson Crowder, who's been. And a fantasy option, Jordan Reed at tight end, Josh Doxson. And then, of course, looks like Samaj P. Ryan, Ryan might be coming into form at running back as well. Well, but, but I mean, David, what, what do you think of uh, the Redskins? Like, I think, I think Washington will be 6-10, and 10, I think. So, mm. they have a decent start, but the, end, the back half of their schedule is brutal, and I think... The significant losing streak in Washington. In terms of offensively, I think what Washington has is a quarterback that's less likely to make stupid mistakes in the way that Kirk Cousins did. So I, I think Alex Smith, because he is the proverbial check down Charlie, doesn't throw the yard past, you know, doesn't throw the ball further than eight yards down the field. But I think that in, Ka- in Kansas City, he had nobody to throw it. That far down the field, too, other than Travis Kelsey. Well, I mean, they had Tyreek Hill, who was their deep ball threat. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill is more of a yards after catch guy, if you ask me. But but I think the biggest thing with Washington will be their running back situation. Like, it was a little bit cloudy last year. They drafted um, Darius Geis, but then he got hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. He'll be out for the season. So, I mean, it looks like. Back to the drawing board. Uh, yeah, it looks like Samaj P. Ryan is going to be the guy, have to be the guy who carries the rock there. Yeah. So they also I, got I think, Chris Thompson and Rob Kelly. Like I think we'll see from Washington what we what we saw last year offensively struggling in the red zone. Like you know they're probably going to probably double team receivers and make make Alex Smith make a throw, which I know in Kansas City. He was able to make two throws, but that's because he had an all-world tight end 
Washington's a little bit of a different situation. I think kind of being at division, just kind of the way that the offense is looking, the way that the defense, yeah, they have pieces here and there, but as a collective unit, I think there's a lot to be desired from that Washington side. So, yeah, I think 6-10, and 10 and I don't know if Alex Smith will have a productive statistical year, but a lot of people will probably may have one or two voices, like maybe we should have checked for a cousin. Yeah, yeah, because he was, but of course, say he wanted money, and he's now off in Minnesota. So that's a look at. So you think the East is gonna? See, I think we all agree that Philly's gonna win the NFC East, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I think so. Unless Dallas does. I mean, Dallas does have Ezekiel Elliott from the start of the season. You don't have to worry about that hanging over their head. Yeah, and but they the, did have some additions by subtractions with Des Bryant out of the locker room and Jason Witten, even though he was solid, but he was old. So, like we said, we'll see. It always it, it, like the only thing I like about football is that it's a little less predictable than basketball. You never know because with injuries and stuff that happens with football, because there's a high case of it, things can happen. Yeah, and I think the rest of it's going to be, I mean, USA Today has the Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins going 7-9. I, I honestly see the Cowboys and Giants as 8-8 eight and eight teams, and then David says has Washington 6-10. and 10. I mean, I could see them going anywhere from 6-10 and 10 to 8-8, eight and eight, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. So I guess we move to the... AFC to the uh, well, no, 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 no. What we do is we go to a commercial break yeah. and after, then after break, yeah, go to the AFC East, which yeah, should be interesting because we got probably a new superstar quarterback in the conference in the division. Mm-hmm. Brady might be no, out with you. the old, and in comes the new. And the no, Browns got hurt, huh? AJ McCarron got hurt. No, 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 no. We're not talking about A.J. McCarron. <laughs> no, he's nowhere in Buffalo. I'm talking we're about to... the guy that the Browns passed on that they might be kicking themselves. And I'm, and there might, man, of course, I, there might be somebody else who could uh, be uh, a solid option as well. But we'll find out after this. Yeah, from David the Man God Harris. Always giving you the preview on the NFC East and all the NFL. Coming up next, we got the AFC East. Make sure you listen to our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WXGT's After Further Review on SoundCloud and after just After Further Review on iTunes. When we return, we'll have David the Man of God Harris's preview of the AFC East. And I'm always live on my uh, Facebook as well as it being shared by Frank Vashner. We'll take a quick commercial break, though. When we return, more After Further Review here on 88.3 WXUT. Friends are back for Monday night. 